all you animals out there. Are you ready? Well, you better buckle up because it's time for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of your sister's bedroom. It's your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Without further ado, it's the Wing Scoops Podcast with your host, Wee Needham. What's up, wrestling fans? Webmaster Wade here, ringscoops.com, and this is the Monday Night Raw recap and thoughts for Monday, April 18th, 2022. Monday Night Raw just went off the air. Got my notes here. We're going to talk about hours one, two, and three, give a recap, and I get my thoughts sprinkled in there, here and there. Don't forget to leave a comment down below with your thoughts on this episode of Monday Night Raw and hit that subscribe button and the bell icon so you don't miss out on anything here on the Ring Scoops channel. So hour number one, we started off Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. They open up the show. Seth's in the ring, calls out Cody. Seth says that Cody won the match at WrestleMania because he had an unfair advantage, that being that Seth didn't even know who his opponent was going to be. He didn't know it was going to be Cody. Cody then accepts a challenge from Seth Rollins to face an unnamed opponent that Seth Rollins would pick later on tonight. Very good segment. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very nice, good, strong build without these two having to physically fight each other, building up for their rematch. This is a, a, a program, a feud that I'm very much enjoying every week on Monday Night Raw so far. I think these two guys are really tearing it up, and you could definitely tell there is a structure to you know who your top stars are, your mid card, and your lower division guys. And on Monday Night Raw, Cody and Seth are definitely up there in the in the top tier. Really enjoyed it. Up next, we've got the women's tag team championship match. Naomi and Sasha Banks defending against Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I thought it was a, a fun match the, to kick off Monday Night Raw as far as matches goes. First match of the night. What's going to set the tone? And I thought it set the tone pretty well for what it was. Naomi and Sasha Banks retained their championship. Afterwards, we saw a little business, a little argument there with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan which caused Rhea Ripley to jump Liv Morgan and uh, jumped her from behind, hit the riptide. And I, I got to say, I'm all for this, man. I really am. If they're going to break these up, these two women, they're going to break them up. You did a good job here. Rhea Ripley works better as a heel, in my opinion. And uh, it's it's hard to hate Liv Morgan. So I love the, the fact that Rhea is going to be the heel going out of this and Liv is going to continue on as the baby face. And I look forward to see what they could do with this. A very, very strong segment here. Uh, after that, Sonya Deville came out and she cut a promo and she was explaining uh, why she is the challenger for Bianca Belair. And uh, her explanation was that uh, regardless of being an authority figure, she is still, first and foremost, a WWE superstar. 
Bianca Belair comes out. They get into a, a heated exchange, and Sonya Deville pretty much says, you know, if you if you touch me as an official, you know, you're going to get fined. We're going to take the title off you and whatnot. Um, Bianca doesn't care. She goes to pick her up. She's about to hit the, the KOD. And Sonya, with the microphone, reminds her that if she does this, she's going to strip her of the championship and whatnot. And I guess also... I, from what I got from this, we are going to have a, a cha- the championship title match next week on Raw, which is going to be in Bianca's hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. The segment wasn't too bad. Um, it definitely it built for the future. It added some more tension that it needed. That's good. That's just always good. I can't complain about that. I really can't. I, I'm I'm trying because people think that I'm way too positive for the WWE. I'm sure if I really hammered down, I can nitpick on little tiny things. But for the most part, it was a strong segment. It built up for next week. It added tension from a writer's standpoint, from a story standpoint. That's what you want. You want rising conflict until you hit that climax point, right? And that's what they're doing. Uh, Later on, uh, Bianca was fined $1 by Adam Pearce, which pissed off Sonya Deville funny backstage segment and then to cap off our number one of monday night raw veer that's right veer he's on raw again uh he made quick work of jeff brooks your local indie jobber fuck pardon my language but yeah and that pretty much that that was our number one it went by fairly fast you know it was uh it wasn't bad it was it was entertaining our number two Hour number two, Monday Night Raw, hour number two, the KO show time. That's right. The KO show. It's time for the KO show, not KO show time. Anyway, it's not on Showtime. It's on USA Network. Chad Gable administering the lie detector test with Elias. Oh, I mean, Ezekiel. Let's get that right. It's Ezekiel, or at least we're going to find out, right? Is it Elias or is it Ezekiel? That's what the lie detector test is for. Kevin Owens, pure gold on this segment, as he usually is on the microphone. Before they did the lie detector test, though, Ezekiel gets on the mic and he says, who wants to hear Zeke speak? Instead of who wants to walk with Elias, right? Funny stuff. Good shit. I like it. Um, Ezekiel surprisingly passes all of the questions of the lie detector test. KO then freaks out and he leaves. Chad Gable attacks Ezekiel from behind, leads to a match between the two. And, you know, they were having what was starting to become a very fun match to watch until Otis came out and he pretty much screwed everything up, right? I hope that we get to see a little bit more from Gable and Ezekiel in the ring down the road. I really enjoyed what they were starting to put together there. Those guys definitely have good chemistry with each other. That's for sure. We got RK Bro versus the Street Profits up next. Damn good tag team match, man. Solid work by both teams. Just fantastic work here. Really good tag team match, uh, especially for TV. Street Profits, they pick up the victory after taking advantage of the Usos theme music playing. But the Usos never showed up. 
I'd say this. If they had gone another five, seven minutes, this could have easily have been put on pay-per-view and it could have been a really good solid match right there. Um, after the match, though, the Street Profits up on the stage, they got on the microphones. They admitted that they were the ones actually that set up for the Usos music to play and they want the smoke. Street Profits getting the victory over the Raw Tag Team Champions in a non-title match there. Really good stuff. Loved it. Uh, Edge and Damian Priest in the back. Edge sitting on his gothic throne, right? Edge reminds everybody that this new direction that he's going in has actually always been with him, and people forgot. He reminded us about his time in the Brood and the Ministry of Darkness and whatnot, right? And it it fits. It really does. You think even before the brood and ministry, the stuff that they did with Edge and his debut promos where he's walking the streets of the subways, it's a very demonic guy, right? Like a vampire, almost like a, a newer version of the Lost Boys in a way, uh, set in an urban you know, society and whatnot. So I'm with him on that. I really am. Edge says that he doesn't care what the fans think. He wants to get back whatever uh, he never lost, which I'm assuming is the world championship. But along the way, he has to go through AJ Styles. And I guess we're going to get a rematch, Edge and AJ Styles at WrestleMania Backlash. That's cool. All right, that's cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, and then later on, Edge and Damon Priest, they interrupt AJ's backstage interview and beat him up, pretty much. They beat him up. And now to cap off our number two, which slightly went into our number three. United States Championship match. Finn Balor defending against Theory. One of my favorite spots in this was from Theory, where he had Finn Balor in the corner. Springboard Spanish fly. That was a hell of a move. That was really good. Theory connects with his finisher and gets the victory. We've got a new United States Champion in Theory. Super fun match. Really liked it. Good main event for hour number two. I, I want to see more from Finn Balor and Theory. Keep these guys going, man. Keep them going for a while because they definitely got chemistry with each other. Very solid work from these two guys. Um, and then afterwards, we've got you know the, uh, the independent wrestling intermission spot where all the guys come out the locker room, pour out. They celebrate with Theory and whatnot. Um, anybody got a five? I want to take a photo with them. Anyway, uh, Vince McMahon then comes out. Theory goes up on the stage. They celebrate together, and they get a selfie, selfie time with the boss and the champ. And no, not Sasha Banks. Talking about Vince. All right. Hour number three. Here we go. Hour number two flew by fast, too. Surprisingly, usually that drags on. Hour number three, we've got the double wedding. That's right. R-Truth says that the 24-7 championship is off limits during the ceremony. Then he introduces Tamina and Dana Brooke. Tamina wants to swap Tazawa with Reggie during the vows, and then she changes her mind. She swaps herself with Tazawa, joins Dana, which gets a big pop. Uh, Tamina then swaps back with Reggie to join Tazawa and whatnot. Funny stuff. Uh, R-Truth then, he says that they are now committed and get to smooching, pretty much. Um, Reggie then pins Dana in the middle of their lip lock, right? To win the championship, 24-7 championship. Tamina then beats Reggie for the championship. Tazawa rolls up Tamina to win the belt. And then Dana Brooke hits a crossbody on Tazawa. 
and she gets the 24-7 championship back. Dana Brooke then hops on the shoulders of R-Truth as he carries her away from the ring. Typical funny stuff there. Good segment, I thought. I know that one's probably going to be definitely split down the middle with people. I don't think there's going to be a gray area. I think people are either going to hate it or they're going to love it. I loved it. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. It's okay. The whole show wasn't that. So we're all good. Uh, backstage interview with Lashley, where he accepts the challenge from MVP for next week on Monday Night Raw, Lashley and Omas in an arm wrestling match. So that's what we're going to see next week. So next week, we're definitely going to see that arm wrestling match with Lashley and Omas. And then we are going to also see Bianca Belair defend her championship against Sonya Deville. So next week's Raw... Got some interesting stuff going on. Now we got our main event of the evening. Hour three flew by, right? It, it definitely flew by. Main event time. Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins' hand-picked opponent. And it's Kevin Owens. I got to say this about Cody Rhodes real quick, though. Since Cody's return to the WWE, he's definitely been the focus of Monday Night Raw, and he's made to be like the guy on the brand, right? And I like that a lot. I really do. Um, in the middle of the match, Seth's music hits. He comes out. Um, you know, he's just out there watching and whatnot. I bet I bet you this. I bet you a while back, if, if you would have said you were going to see Kevin Owens versus Cody Rhodes in 2022, I bet you everybody would have thought it would have been on AEW Dynamite. The crazy turn of events in the wrestling world as it usually is, right? Um at the end of the match, KO gets thrown out of the ring. Seth is telling him to get in the ring. He says, get your fat ass up in the ring. Kevin Owens gets pissed. And he gets counted out. Cody wins. You know, good good TV main event. Solid work from these two guys. Um, Cody's disappointed in the way he won. He's in the corner. Seth runs back into the ring. He pushes Cody out of the ring from the corner. Uh, and he's taunting him and whatnot. And Cody's on the ground. And we fade to black. And that is the April 18th, 2022 edition of Monday Night Raw. Overall, I got to say that this Monday Night Raw was not bad. It was definitely strong. <clears throat> Each hour seemed to go by rather quickly compared to other episodes, and I thought it was very paced well, paced very well. Uh, surprisingly, the second hour was actually my favorite this week, um, which is almost never the case. So... There you go. That's uh, that's my thoughts on this week's Monday Night Raw, April 18th, 2022. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on Monday Night Raw. And uh, there you go. Don't forget to check out ringscoops.com. In the description, all the different social links, the merch, Twitch, all that stuff. I don't even have to go into the whole spiel. It's all in the comments. Or not comments, but in the in the description. So check that out as well. So there you go. Thank you all for watching. Until next time, the Webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you, good night, and be cool.